Mark Barkley here. I call you blessed in the name of Jesus. Welcome to the broadcast today. Whatever media, however it's coming to you, we welcome you. Hope it's a great blessing to you. We've studied hard and we got some good word for you. Listen, we're in the middle of a series, one I've taught, taught again, teaching it now. It's just uh, simply called How to Be an Overcomer. You can get it if you want, it's easy. And it's one of the many things that we are for a short season downloading for free. So when you get this, you may still be in that time span. If not, it's still available to you. And uh, I taught a whole series. I've heard all my lay people say, I'm an overcomer, we should be overcomers. The Bible says he's made us more than overcomers. But what is one? What does it mean? How do you get there? Because I like to win. And I like to win against all odds. And you can when you learn how God said to do it. I'm also praying for you to meet my Christ. A lot of the things we teach are for God's kids. And so invite him in your life today. Sometime during this broadcast, uh, think about us, pray for us. And anytime you can, send some financial seed because that helps us bring all this stuff basically free to everybody on the globe. Here we go, it's gonna be awesome. I hope you got your Bible because your life is about to be changed. Amen. Amen, did you bring a Bible? Let me see. Say, I believe everything it says. We'll see about that. Open it up, if you will, to Numbers chapter 21. Here we go, here we go. Numbers 21, we're teaching on a series, in case you just joined us or you're visiting, or maybe you just, you're streaming with us for the first time, or you, maybe you missed a telecast or two. We're teaching a series called The Overcomers, because that's what you are, and your lifestyle should line up to that. It is Jesus Christ who made you an overcomer. It is Jesus Christ who always gives you the victory over everything that you're facing. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I'm a faith man. I believe you're a faith man or woman, meaning we, meaning we trust God. Uh, but even as a faith man and as a holy man, uh, I've learned living on this planet, there's an opposing force. There is opposition. There is a front, a wall. There, is, there are demonic forces. I call them invisible enemy soldiers. They're meant to hurt you. They're meant to stop you. They want to bite you. The Bible says, he that breaketh a hedge, a serpent shall bite him. Yes. Now, in the natural, that would mean a reptile, a viper. But in the supernatural, it means a demon. That's why it's so important that you and I, as the blood wash and the redeemed, do not break any hedges, not with our mouth. Let me say that different, because breaking hedges is kind of old-fashioned talking. You don't want anything out of biblical order. If the Bible says your role in life is this, you get in that role. If you're a husband, be a husband and not a wife. If you're a wife, be a wife and not a husband. If you're a dad, be a dad. If you're a mom, be a mom. Uh, amen. If you're a man, be a man. If you're a woman, be a woman. If you're an adult, be an adult. And if you're a child, submit to the, the parents. And, and there, there's a lot of things, even about your money, your attitude, these demons, these invisible enemy soldiers are tracking you and me to strike. They mean business. They, uh, they have made many Christians quiver, quit, destroy one another. 
by the venom, just, just if no other reason, by the venom that they put in you that will end up coming out of your attitude, your countenance, and your mouth. And then they bite really hard. And when they bite, it's not like a mosquito bite. It's not like a bee sting that's for a moment of time. Uh, it, could be life, it could be lifelong. That's why this Bible is filled with instructions. You know, I still have uh, in instructions to beat those demons. I still have a combat manual. I still have a non-commissioned officer's manual from the Marine Corps. I still have a field manual. You know why we had all those? Because they were already proven, learned practices and principles that no matter what combat situation you're in, they work. When your life is on the line, you don't want to invent a new wheel here. You want to, you want to never do what gets you killed and always do what keeps you alive. Can I have a better amen? amen? But it seems like the body of Christ does not take spiritual warfare as dangerous as somebody with a gun. But the outcome is horribly worse. You know, someone kills you in the natural and you're right with God, you go to heaven. Uh, it, you, it may not be fair to your family, but you're going to arrive in a whole lot better place in the earth. But if they can take your spiritual life, you're going to hell forever. And hell never stops. That's why it's called eternal damnation. And so this is a serious matter. Now I'm teaching this and I'm just hitting some of the highlights because, you know, you can't exhaust all these topics in a 30, 45 minute teaching time or an hour or whatever the preacher does. Amen. So let's just get into this one. We, we did an introduction to this series. We talked about what is an overcomer, what does it mean to have the victory, etc. And some other great things in that first teaching. This morning, I taught on condemnation. How do you beat it? What is it? What is it compared to conviction? Is conviction still good? Yes, it is. And we got into how that works and how you should not let anybody condemn you. We're not condemning you. Jesus is not condemning you. But your very soul will convict you. And so will the Word of God. And so praise God for that. Tonight I want to teach a few minutes on how to beat discouragement. Discouragement. The state of losing your courage. Discouragement. Uh, and I learned this in the natural I learned in natural as a, as a Marine veteran, combat veteran, I learned that inside of every human being is the ability, we'll say, or the ingredients to be a coward or be a hero, to be courageous or to shake and quake in fear. The elements to be both are inside of every human being. You can face the challenge courageously with great faith or if you're not... I know, I know guys that in the core, they didn't have any faith in God, but they had courage in their soul. They could pull up that confronting courage or they could be cowardice. It's shocking. Also, sometimes somebody gets a medal for courage and the next combat mission, you'd think they'd never seen combat before. They're scared to death. Fear grips them. So I want to make my point on this. Discouragement is a wicked place to live. Because it means something or somebody has caused you to not pull on that which makes you courageous, but to let yourself leak. You're leaking. You're leaking. 
If I take a big bucket with a little teeny hole in it and fill it full of water, the little teeny hole, it might take a while, but it'll leak out all the water. You're leaking. And that's what happens when things discourage us. That discouragement is meant to cause you to leak, to leak out, to lose your joy, to lose your confidence, any of us, to lose your charge, charge. Or that, that's meant, it's meant. It's set up. It's, it's set up that way. Demons, demons activate it. They, they antagonize your atmosphere on purpose to see what trips your trigger, what pulls your, your string, what turns, what pushes your button, because then they can just keep doing it. And I also believe this with all my heart. Then we'll read my verse. I believe that if Satan can find out what really gets, you know how people say, get your goat. If, if he can find out what really, you know, trips your trigger, you get ready for a lot of trigger tripping. Because once he learns what messes up your day and depresses you and makes you angry and gets you gossiping and tail-bearing and prejudice and anger, oh, once he learns that, now, he will learn it. And it may be too late for some of you to warn you about that, but you can still kick him out of your life. Even if he's learned it, you can learn that he's learned it. And you can say, I'll never get angry again, and I, I repent for it, and I don't care if that, if that same person or that same thing happens 20 times next week, I'm not throwing a tantrum like I did last week. The devil might have figured out what gets me, but that doesn't mean I'm going to let him use it against me. It's better if you can just live a calm, self-controlled, peaceful, Bible-ruled, spirit-led, holy life. Then all you are to demons is stench. They don't want to fellowship with you. They don't want to hang out. Demons, they don't want to hang out with you. They don't want to be in your house, your marriage. They don't like your music. They don't like what you say. All this Jesus stuff all the time and, 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 and the almighty God and in Jesus' name and praise God and hallelujah and amen. And the demons are going, gag me, man. What is wrong with these people? Get, come on, demons. Let's not go in that house anymore. It's nauseating in there. It's godly in there. Amen. Praise God. Mark Barkley here. Listen. I got some free things for you. No strings attached, I promise you that. It's just that me, my family, and team are praying for you to get through this tough time. Here's one, how to be an overcomer. How about this, end time insights. This is a great one, warring God's way, God's style. The powerful healing of Jesus Christ in his blood. How about how to fight end time enemies and warring mental warfare. They're all free, at least for a short season. Jump on the web bookstore and download them and give them to everybody you know. There's several messages on every one of these. If you want the physical drive, you know, with the packaging and all, you can get it for 50% off for a short season. I call you healed and strong. You keep studying. The Word of God is everything. Amen. Numbers 21. I'm just, I bought all the time I can. You, you're, you, if you're not there by now, you, like me, <laughs> if you're not there by now. All right, Numbers 21. Let's get going. Verse 4. And they journeyed from Mount Hor by the way of the Red Sea to compass the land of Edom. Oh, look at this. And the soul of the people. Where's your soul? 
inside. You are a spirit. If you're a Christian, you're born of the Spirit of God. You are a spirit. You have a soul. That's your intellect, your emotions, your faculties to think and reason, do math, your choices, your preferences, etc. Your willpower, your volition. That's all in your soul. And then you live in your body. Spirit, soul, body. That's what makes up you. This said in their soul. And the soul of the people was much discouraged because of the way. Now there's another word here we could pull out of the Hebrew Bible for this word discouraged. means they discouraged themselves with impatience. Roy Hicks, I heard, I believe it was him one time, that he said, the people discouraged themselves because they got impatient with God because he didn't hurry to give them what they asked for. He promised them, but it didn't come quick enough. So they begin to discourage themselves by talking and feeling and having feelings against their God. Wow. Verse 5, and the people spoke against God. Uh, most encouraged people do not speak against God. If you're a godly person, you won't speak against God even when you're discouraged. But there's a lot of church people, when they're discouraged, they speak against God, His Word, His preacher, each other. Uh, wow. And the, and the people spoke against God and against Moses. But ladies and gentlemen, the indictment was against God, not just the man of God. Now, you know, I fully expect in the line of duty as a preacher of the gospel, especially in these dark days, uh, to uh, whatever they're mad at God about, they're going to aim it at me. Uh, you know, you can't be in the public eye without, uh, you know, without knowing that you're not the apple of everybody's eye. You build two armies as a preacher and as a church. You build an army of great friends and warriors, and you build an army of critics. And uh, one army loves you, one army hates you. One army thinks you're heavenly, and the other wish you'd die and go there as quick as possible. And if you let the, the happy army promote you, it's called arrogance, and you take the glory of God. If you let the unhappy army stop you, uh, and then you'll turn into this coward, and you'll spend your whole life trying to please humans rather than trying to please God. So it's a constant daily event. Some people say, well, I just want to conquer it and have it gone. You can't do that with eating. You can't eat once and have it gone. You can't drink water once and never again. You can't bathe once and never again because of bacteria and other things will try to kill you. Why do you think you can do spiritual events one time and never again? It's a constant cleaning of the life cycle. Spirit, soul, body. Imagine getting so discouraged that now you're talking against God. You're blaming God. What an outrageous, dangerous thing for a human being to do is to literally talk against God. Now, if you're going to talk against God, you're going to talk against the man of God. If you're going to talk against God, you're going to talk against the house of God, you know. And if you're going to talk against God, you're going to eventually talk against the word of God. And if you talk against God, you're going to eventually talk against the people of God. And, uh, and so the idea of why we're reading these verses is to remind us how dangerous this discouragement is that the very one, if there's no other person, now I have other people in my life, but 
I hope you do too, but if there's no other person besides Jesus Christ, why in your cowardly or discouragement or leaking life would you ever point to him and blame him when he's the one that was tortured for you? He's the one that died for you. He's the one that was mocked and spit on and ridiculed for you. He's the one that took upon the penalty of your sin. So we certainly, even in discouragement, may I remind you that we're not going to point a finger to God and blame God like this thing we're going through is God's fault, God's weakness, and God has a flaw. No, no, you may be in warfare, but you'd be smarter to turn to God than, uh, than you would, uh, you know, to point your long finger at him. Down to verse 7. You still with me? Therefore, the people came to Moses, that's their man of God, and said, We have sinned, for we have spoken against the Lord and against you. Pray unto the Lord that he take away the serpents from us. And Moses prayed for the people. Wow. Frank Moser was telling me this morning about a dream. Was it a dream? Or you woke up and God spoke to you? The Lord's, when you woke up, the Lord spoke to you about serpent bites. And he said, Pastor, should we prepare ourselves in America to get bit really hard by the enemy in order for people to admit they have sinned and turn to God? And then he said, does that mean individuals? Is that what it's going to take? Is some, is some demon really biting a human being that even knows God in order to get them to repent towards God, get back to the altars, and get free from the venom of that bite. In this case, when they begin to die in the wilderness, all of a sudden they begin to repent. God, forgive us because we pointed at you and we blamed you for this. There's a great power in repentance. In fact, one of the greatest things to bring you hope is to repent to God. Now, now unless you offended your brother purposely, we don't repent to humans. No offense to, like the Catholics, we're not against Catholic people. But we don't have any priests in confession booths. Now, if they believe in that, again, we don't attack them. That's what they believe. But we don't do that. We believe you repent to Jesus Christ. Now, if I trespass against you, then I'm gonna, my courage is going to go away, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have issues, and you're going to have issues with me because I sinned against you. But just in regular day life, when we sin or fall short of the glory of God, it isn't humans we go to. It's the Lord Jesus Christ that we go to, to repent like these people did here. Amen. And we confess it, which means fess up, and the Lord is faithful and just, and he not only forgives us, because he already spilled his blood for that, but he delivers us from all unrighteousness. That unrighteousness is the thing that caused you to do that thing that hurts your life. Isn't that great? So it's like God gave us no partial package. It's a full cycle package that can get us delivered and freed and stop us from doing it again. Yes. Numbers 13, turn over there a minute. Praise God. We're just reading a little bit out of the book of Numbers because we believe in the whole Bible here. Numbers 13, come on, you're studying with me, right? Okay, Numbers 13 and, um, and 33. And this is about, you know, the spies that went in, one from each tribe, 12 tribes of Israel. And verse 33, they're going to give their report, and they say, And there in the promised land we saw the giants, the sons of Anak, which come of the giants, and we were in our own sight as grasshoppers, and so we were 
in their sight. Now, wait, 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 wait a minute. How would a giant, an, an enemy soldier, look at the children of Israel soldier, spy, and think he's a grasshopper? They're not talking here about an insect. They're talking about they were hopping around and hiding behind trees and rocks, and they were afraid. Ten of those 12 spies lost all their courage. They were courageous when they were sent in. They were told by Joshua when God spoke, this is the promised land. Everybody say the promise. This is the promised land. And, and Joshua said, I'm going to take each one of you. Imagine being from a tribe, as it's called in the Bible, 12 tribes of Israel. Imagine being from that tribe where there are dozens and 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 maybe hundreds of soldiers. But you're chosen to be the one to represent your whole tribe, to go into the promised land, to prove that it's what God promised Moses, who is now dead. And it's you, and all, they're, 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 I don't know how to say it, they're courageous. They're gung-ho, man, they're charged. This is a great, you've selected me, here I go, I'm doing it. Amen. This is awesome. Right. And they went, all 12 of them. But the Bible says 10 of them came back with a bad report, a grasshopper report, right. I call it. Right. A grasshopper report. Oh, it's got big grapes, okay, they said. And it is that land, it's green. I mean, it's what, it's what God promised, but we're not ever going to get it because God's, listen to me, listen to me, because God's just not going to give it to us. It's the land he promised, but he's just not going to give it to us. Where is this God? Forty years we've gone around this wilderness waiting on the promised land. There it is. The 10 of the 12 spies said, there it is, but we're not going to enjoy it. Where is this God? Thought he's going to give us the promised land. Now the other two said, well, that is the land God promised. Now the 10 spies that lost their courage, they said, oh, it, it, the, the giants are tall. The city walls are fortified. They're tall. Uh, we, we don't think we can beat them. I, I've heard that all my life. You, you can't do that. That won't work. I've always said, I mean, every time I go to do something, oh, no, you better be careful. I don't think that'll work. About 90% of everything we do together and that I do in the ministry, I've been told you can't do what we do. And I keep saying, well, that's funny. We've been doing it for 34 years. So for something that's not supposed to work, I wonder when it's going to quit. Because it sure seems to be working. Isn't it? Two of them came out, Caleb and Joshua. Two, two of them came out, and they had a different spirit. They had a different spirit. They come back. Now, this was before Moses died, and they crossed the Jordan. They come back and said, oh, the giants are tall. There's no doubt. But we'll see them stumble. They saw the same giants as the other ten. The other ten, oh, my God. The giants are tall giants. They're, 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 they're giants there. This, this is the promised land, all right, but we're not ever going to enjoy it. There's giants there. My God, they're big. Giants, did you hear me? 
and the and the and and and, and their cities there, and they, and, they, and and they have tall walls, and they're fortified. My God in heaven! And two of them said, the other two, they all twelve saw the same thing. The other two kept their courage. The Bible says they were of another spirit. Meaning the spirit of courage. They kept their courage. They said, oh, 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 oh. The, the giants are tall. <coughs> we saw those giants, but we will see them stumble. And those city walls, oh, they're high, but we're going to see them crumble. Let's go into Canaan and possess our possessions. And that was the spirit of courage. I see this same thing get on people today. Maybe not you personally, but I see this. I witness this. It's so easy to say, well, I don't know why the Lord was. Well, I don't know why the Lord didn't do it. Well, the Lord promised, but he didn't come through. I mean, you know, I'm perfect, but the Lord, I really fear for him. He doesn't keep his word, you know. I mean, I did everything right. I'm a Christian. And, uh, and, and, and I know it's not me. It's God. God has failed me. And, uh, and sure, he promised healing, but we don't ever see it. And, and he promised prosperity, but I don't ever get any. And, uh, and, and, there's this, this other guy that says, oh, you got to go possess your possessions and God will help you do it. Amen. Now, logistically, militarily, there was no way on this earth that the children of Israel wandering 40 years had a trained army well enough to take on fortified cities. Impossible. We're not in the beginning of the last days. We're in the last of the last days. You're blessed to have this book. You're blessed to have this insight. You're blessed to have this forewarning. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb, by the word of their testimony. Ha! Guess who wins? Man, I like church. I like preaching and teaching the Word of God. I even like you. <laughs> Praise God. Thank God for you, God's people. Listen, uh, when we started this, I was telling you that this uh, USB drive is available to you. This series, there's uh, several messages on here, not just one, about uh, becoming an overcomer. That's what I'm dealing with right now, is trying to teach people. You can win. You will win. It's God's will for you to win. This is not just a pep talk. Scripture after scripture after scripture. Bible story after Bible story teaches us how God always wins. His kids always come out on top. And no matter what battle you and I are facing right now, praise God, this is, uh, is what it's all about. Winning and not losing. Standing up and not staying down. So get this series. Get on the... Uh, you know, the website, bookstore, call us, email. I mean, there's all kinds of ways. We want you to have it, how to be an overcomer. If you don't know my Jesus, invite him into your life right now. Most everything we teach will not work uh, for people that don't know Christ. So just say, Lord, come live in me and make me a Christian. And then you call us and we're going to tell you how to live your best life now. I promise you that. See you on the next broadcast. Send an offering and pray for us in Jesus' name.